Hello, listeners, and welcome to the realm of fantasy. About a week ago, I found this strange crystal that I'm speaking to you through on the corpse of a young human man in strange clothes. After going to my close friend, Archmage Cordelia, to have the strange device identified, she informed me that it was a transmitting device attuned to a plane of existence called Earth. Now, I thought it was pretty funny that your plane is the same thing we call dirt, but then Cordelia informed me that the device is cursed, and by extension, so am I. So now, in her words, if I don't do at least 10 episodes of a podcast, in the next 10 weeks, my eyes will explode through the back of my skull and my body will be set adrift through the astral sea. Now, as I very much appreciate my stormy blue eyes and my position in this plane of existence, I will try my very best to keep you, listener, up to date on the news of the realm of fantasy. So, with that out of the way, allow me to introduce myself formally. I am the Bard Gordise, voice of the Western Wind, writer of the Green Dragon broadsheets, and purveyor of many things. And this is Late Night Fantasy. Our first story comes from a small halfling village of fish with an E. Gals seem to be disappearing from pastures during the night, and with them, any memories locals had of their existence. Whatever is causing the strange phenomena seems to only affect locals, as the individuals to report the strange occurrence were a small group of merchants who were promised the heads of cattle. We will keep you up to date as we learn more on the subject. A public service announcement to those living by or journeying past the hole of death, the local government of the Alliance of Free Peoples would like me to remind you that the giant hole is called the Hole of Death for a reason. They also requested me to caution you that if you hear any cries for help from recently lost loved ones from the Hole of Death, do not approach the hole. I repeat, do not approach the Hole of Death. What you are hearing is just enchantments and illusions set by evil wizards trying to use your soul to become a lich. And now, the weather. The Storm Coast will continue experiencing the same turbulent weather it has been for the last 2,146 years. Emerald Bay will have a light fog producing sweet songs that call young sailors out to sea, guiding them to a watery grave. Mount Death is to experience its 31st eruption of the year this Tuesday. The Plains of Pain will experience a light hail in the morning and a heavy hail in the afternoon, every day this week. Those living in the Western Marsh, in the Verdant Valley, or in the Dark Grove should expect rain Sunday through Thursday. Residents of the Regal Plateau are expected to experience an odd desire to break into song this Thursday at 7 p.m. The mayor of Regal, Sam Tran, encourages residents to just go with it, and is quoted as saying, You can't have all work and no play. That'd just be ridiculous. Residents are reported to be preparing for the event by writing their own skits and preparing various low-cost outfits. Mayor Tran's partner and co-mayor, Liam Tran, expects the event to be quite the spectacle, and says if the affair gains enough attention, it may very well become a weekly event. This has been... The weather. This just in. We have discovered what's been happening to the cows in the small halfling village of fish with an E. 
It turns out that the cows have not been disappearing at all, but instead have turned into halflings themselves. When questioned about their thoughts on the matter, the cows turned halflings seem to feign ignorance. This is not surprising at all, as the previous residents seem oblivious to the situation as well. Investigators from the Solstrom Academy of Magic and Sorcery still have no idea what is causing these lapses in memory, or how long these cows have been transmuting into residents in the first place. Personally, I think one of the cows must have been awoken by a young druid or fey creature. The cow, recognizing its situation, learned dark magics before forming a bloody pact with the demon prince of beasts himself, Baphomet. More on this as the story develops. In innovative news, a local artificer by the name of Thormic Firebeard has claimed to discovered the means of mass-producing golems. Now, I don't know about you listeners, but constructs have always kind of given me a little bit of the willies. At least the non-sentient ones. All they seem to do is stare and follow orders. I don't know. Maybe it's the lack of autonomy. Because I've met plenty of sentient construct individuals, and they're just as likable as any flesh and bone person I've ever met. Either way, we aren't going to have to worry about that too much, listeners, as I have just received word that what Thormic designed does not construct true non-sentient golems, but instead captures elementals from various other planes and traps them inside hollow shells, forcing them into a lifetime of service. Seeing as this breaks multiple laws upheld in the borders of the Alliance of Free Peoples, including anti-slavery and anti-invasive species laws, Thormic was arrested at 3.30 this afternoon in the Bower District of Spire. All recovered elementals have been returned to their proper planes of existence. However, more may still be missing. If you see anything suspicious, please report it to your local Cerulean Guard post. And now, a word from our sponsor. Well, hello there! My name's Rigby Mulligan, enchanter extraordinaire and owner of Mulligan's Magic Emporium. Are you an adventurer in need of magical arms and armaments? What about potions and elixirs? Then come on down to Mulligan's Magic Emporium in the city of Spire at the corner of Victory and Fifth. Your satisfaction is guaranteed. Mulligan's Magic Emporium is not liable for the loss of limb, hair, teeth, sight, or hearing caused by improper use of magical items. If your loved one develops changes in height, shape, hue, or develops the uncommon symptoms of rotten forehead syndrome, please visit your closest witch, yeoman, or cleric for treatment. We have just received word on the ongoing case in the small halfling village of Fish with an E. It seems that I was not entirely off with my guess earlier. It seems that a halfling calling himself Muford Orbhorn has been apprehended by investigators. He is admitted to being the cause of the transformations and memory loss. Muford, originally a cow himself, before being magically awakened by a cloaked individual who spoke to him through thought alone, the figure also imparted with him magical powers. After thorough investigation, it has been discovered that this has been going on for a little over six months, and that over 30% of fish with an E population is now ex-cows. When questioned as to why he did it, Muford had this to say. My eyes have been opened to the truth. Through the insight I have gained, I have liberated my brothers and sisters of their bovine forms and fate. You may take me now, but no. If any harm is to come to them, 
that will turn these lands to a fiery waste. Your children will be slaughtered as you have slaughtered ours, and you will know the sound of vengeance. And that sound will be Moo. Mooford has been detained and is currently being held in the dungeon of Neolis under the Solstrom Academy of Magic and Sorcery, where all highly dangerous magical individuals are held. To finish off the night for you, my listeners, I have procured quite the interview. With me as a man of many titles. Slayer of Gorb the All-Seeing, Tamer of the Alluring Phoenix, Wielder of the Goddess's Blade of Power, Bringer of Hope, the Chosen One, Keeper of- <laughs> Yes, I think they get the idea, Gordy. Besides, you can just call me Philip. Now you had some questions. Ah, yes. Um, so Philip, you've been the hero of the realm for going on ten years now. How would you say the experience has treated you so far? It was hard at first, what with my childhood home being burned to the ground and me almost dying. But as time went on, I made friends. Like me? (laughs) Yes, like you, Gordy. Then I defeated my first ancient evil. Of course, that ended up being a clone, and I had to defeat the real final form of Gorb three years later. All in all, besides what seems like one of my lovers or friends dying or conveniently turning out to have been evil all along at least once a year, it's been a pretty okay ride. Oh yeah, I had just forgotten about Jeremy. Such a painful way to go. I was just surprised he got out that entire monologue before finally croaking. Now, Philip... It's been rumored lately that you and the Dark Lord will have your fated duel at the summit of Mount Death. Is there any truth in this? Well, that was the plan, but I've decided on a new path, actually. Oh? A different mode of attack? Do you plan to ambush them in the Plains of Pain? Or maybe you'll face them in the streets of the great city of Spire? Well, actually... Or maybe you plan to wield the power of seduction. Wink. Gordy. I remember whenever I seduced my first manticore. It was a cold summer night. I was on the banks of the Lucid Canal, and there was a sweet smell in the air. I was young then, and unafraid. Gordy, I'm retiring. What? But but what about the realm? The Dark Lord's burning a path across fantasy as we speak. If you leave, who will protect the people? That's not my problem anymore, Gordy. The only reason I'm even here right now is as a favor to you, old friend. In fact, I've been here too long already. I've got a cruise bound for Mermaid Bay in an hour. It's been good knowing you, friend. Wait, what about the interview? (sighs) Well, listeners, we're doomed. I'm Gordy Say, wishing you a good night, fantasy. Late Night Fantasy is presented in collaboration with the Audio Production 2 class in the School of Media and Journalism in Arkansas State University.